Friends, our text for the day comes from the Gospel of St. Luke, the 10th chapter, beginning at verse 25. We're continuing in our sermon series looking at those people that we're calling everyday heroes and looking at how God uses everyday people like you and like me to do God's work in the world. Our everyday hero that we'll be examining this morning is one that you know well entitled The Good Samaritan. So, chapter 10, verse 25 from the Gospel of Luke. Just then, a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life, he said. Jesus said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? And then the lawyer answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have given the right answer. Do this, and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, the lawyer asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him and beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan while traveling, came near him. And when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put on him, he put him on his own animal, brought him to the inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said, the one who showed mercy. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Of course, this is one of the best-known stories that Jesus ever shared. I hope it's not such a well-known story, this story of the Good Samaritan, that has lost its impact on us. I encourage you this morning to listen with your heart to what Jesus is saying. One day, a lawyer came to Jesus. You need to understand that a lawyer in Jesus' world was an expert in the law of God. That was the only law they had there in Jesus' region. So a lawyer, an expert in religious matters, an expert in the law of God came to Jesus to test Jesus, to catch Jesus in a rhetorical trap. And the lawyer said to Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, what does the law say? And the lawyer answered correctly. The lawyer 
answered using the book of Deuteronomy in our Old Testament, the book of Leviticus in our Old Testament. Some people in the Christian community think that the book of Leviticus, the book of Deuteronomy, is not important anymore. Well, here we hear the summary of the law and the prophets. We hear that which is most required of us, according to Jesus, coming from Leviticus and Deuteronomy. So the lawyer using those two books from the Old Testament answered correctly when he said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus then said to the lawyer, You have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. In answering Jesus, the lawyer raised a really important issue concerning who is my neighbor. That is the question the lawyer goes on to ask Jesus. Who is my neighbor? In that lawyer's world, his neighbor would have been considered the people around him, the people like him, the people of his tribe, the people of his religion, the people of his political persuasion, the people who live next door to him. That would be his neighborhood. That's the way the lawyer and most of the people there in Jesus' culture would have defined the term neighbor. But of course, Jesus has a different definition for the word neighbor. Jesus answers the question, well, who is my neighbor that I am to love as myself? He has an answer to that question, a definition for that word neighbor that's different from the definition that you and I usually have. To illustrate how he defined neighbor, Jesus told a story. He talks about this Jew, and I believe it is a Jew, because he's going from Jerusalem down to Jericho along that winding road that declines from Jerusalem to Jericho, that road that was known to harbor many robbers and bandits in the day of Jesus. This Jew from Jerusalem is going down to Jericho, and it says, Jesus said in his story, he fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him and beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. Then came a priest, also from Jerusalem, a priest, one of the leaders there in temple worship. Then came a priest and he passed by on the other side. Then came a Levite, that's like an associate, an assistant there in the temple in Jerusalem. And he, that Levite, passed by on the other side. But then came a Samaritan. Most of us know how in Jesus' world, the Jews around Judea and those up in the Galilee viewed the Samaritans as a half-breed mongrel people, mixed race that came into existence after the Assyrians conquered the northern kingdom in the Old Testament story. The Jews of Judea and up in the Galilee saw the Samaritans as quasi-Jews, not quite Jews. 
They had the first five books of Moses. They kept to animal sacrifice. They did many of the same things the Jews of Judea and Galilee did, but they did it in a different way. And many of the Jews of Judea and Galilee thought they were the the pure Jews. And of course, the Samaritans thought they were the pure Jews. So in Jesus' world, Samaritans were, were people of very, very low esteem among the Judeans. And here comes a Samaritan. This is the gotcha point in this story from Jesus. Here comes a Samaritan who's traveling that same road and he draws close to the person there that had been beaten by the bandits. He draws close, he sees him, and it says he is moved with pity. And then this Samaritan, this, this almost hated person by many Jews, this person with whom they completely disagreed on most every issue, This person is the hero of the story. This Samaritan then then rushes into action to take care of the one who's beaten there by the side of the road. This Samaritan rushes into action to take pity. It says that he went to him and bandaged him with his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, that's two days' wages in that world, gave them to the innkeeper and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay. I will repay you whatever more you spend. Notice the activity of this good, compassionate Samaritan. Here in the text we find 12 active verbs that display to us how this Samaritan has begun to take care of, show kindness to this one that was beaten by the side of the road by the bandits. This Samaritan is good because this Samaritan takes love and puts love into action. Takes love and lets it come out in practical acts of kindness to the person there by the side of the road. So Jesus then said, of these three, which one was neighbor? to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers. Well, the lawyer said, and I can't imagine he said it with much enthusiasm. The lawyer said, and notice he doesn't even use the word Samaritan. The lawyer says, well, I guess it's the one who showed showed him mercy. And then Jesus responded by saying, go. Go and do likewise. Here in the text, Jesus is talking about neighbors. He's defining neighbor for this lawyer who asked the question. Jesus is saying that we are all to be neighbors to each other. That's why he says which of the three were the neighbor 
And of course it was the good Samaritan who acted as a neighbor to the one that he deemed his neighbor, to the one that he defined as his neighbor. So Jesus is calling on us here in this story to enlarge our definition of neighbor. I believe what Jesus is saying to us is that a neighbor is anyone in need whom we can help. Anyone in need that we encounter to whom we can give aid and show kindness and show compassion. Here in this text, we're called to be extravagant with our love. We need to show unconditional love to the people around us. We're to show unconditional kindness to the people around us. We are to show this love, this this kindness to whoever we encounter that is in need. We don't stop to evaluate their politics or their religion or their genealogy or their convictions or the lack thereof or their lifestyle. We are just called by Jesus to show unconditional love and unconditional kindness to everyone we meet. We're called to become the mercy of God to everyone that we meet who are in need of that mercy. It's so easy for us to get caught up in our own little world, and sometimes our own little worlds become smaller and smaller and smaller. Derek Prince who is a great Bible teacher of the last generation and who has had great influence on me, used to joke about how some Christians perceive their prayer life. And he said he he can illustrate how some Christians pray by, by praying this prayer. God bless me and my son John, me and my wife, him and his wife, us four and no more. Sometimes our world gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Perhaps for your homework, you can go back and look in Luke chapter 4 and you will see how Jesus, using the language of his day, attacks that concept that I hear mentioned so frequently by people in our culture. Jesus there in Luke chapter 4 attacks that concept that says charity begins at home. Now there's nothing wrong with that phrase, charity begins at home, but Jesus is going to show you there in Luke chapter 4, and this almost gets him thrown off a cliff by his hometown friends and family. He's going to display there in Luke chapter 4 that the problem with believing that charity begins at home is that far, far too often when charity begins at home, it also stops at home. When we are just concerned about taking care of those around us who are connected to us, whom we like, our charity, those practical acts of love, which we usually call kindness, becomes limited to a smaller and smaller and smaller region. You notice here in the text, Jesus nowhere in the story implies 
that the Jew needed to stop being a Jew, that the Samaritan needed to stop being a Samaritan. He's just calling them, whether Jewish or Samaritan, to just treat each other with kindness. It has absolutely nothing, nothing to do with how we feel about that other person. I love the good Samaritan here because there are 12 active verbs that show all the things that the Samaritan does to care for, show kindness to the one he found by the side of the road. We need to stop debating, stop debating about what it means to show kindness, love, compassion to others. We need to stop debating that and just move into the action phase and start doing that. William Booth was the founder of the Salvation Army and William Booth one time famously said to someone who was criticizing the way he was doing things, he said, I like my way of doing things better than your way of not doing things. We are called to show kindness to those that we encounter in need. I've had congregations who, who work to provide care packages, simple, small care packages that their members can carry around in their automobile so that when they encounter somebody asking for alms, begging for money, asking for help, that they can just give those simple care packages of some simple basic necessities to the person they encounter. We need to move away from spending so much energy debating who it is we're to love and just begin to show unconditional love, unconditional kindness to all that we meet. Here in this text, the poorest, most pitiful person is not the one who is beaten and left for dead there by the side of the road. The poorest, most pitiful person in this text was the priest, was the Levite, perhaps was the lawyer who was listening to Jesus' story. It's all a matter of how we see the people around us. To the robbers, this traveling Jew was a person to exploit, so they attacked him. To the priest, the Levite, this traveling Jew was a nuisance to avoid, so they ignored him. But to the Samaritan, this traveling Jew was a neighbor to love and help. So he, he took care of him. Jesus tells us this story and says, go and do likewise. Amen.